Hey, 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 it's your girl coming straight to you from the principal's office. Wow, it has been a long week. I'm a day behind, guys. My apologies. Um, You should have been hearing this on Sunday, starting your week off right from the principal's office. So I apologize for being a day late, but I am here. I am here. And we are going to get into it pretty quickly. You know, I hope everyone had a good week. I hope you guys were able to do some of the challenges that we talked about last week when we got into um, to forgive or not to forgive. That was the question. And without a question, the answer is to forgive. Um, We talked about how forgiving is not necessarily for the other person, but it is for you and it is necessary. And guess what? The episode is still out there. So check it out if you haven't heard it yet. So we're back. Um, We're going to start off with reflection. So, you know, I don't ask you guys to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I um, in the realm of forgiveness. I had an opportunity last week. Um, and there was a space in time where I had to actually ask for forgiveness, um, because we can find ourselves on that side of the coin as well. Right. Um, and we have to be responsible enough and mature enough to be able to ask for forgiveness if we've done something wrong. Um, because again, that's what it's about. We need to be forgiven. We desire to be forgiven, which is why we ought to forgive. And so, yes, we will find ourselves in a space where we need to be forgiven. So um, I actually make it a business to, I teach my children. I have three children, two young adults, and I have one little one who is three. And so I want to raise him. You know, I do my best through the grace of God to raise him the right way. And so we have teachable moments often. And so I want to start teaching him young. Um, So he knows, he understands um, when something is done wrong to say sorry. You know, he knows to... Um, apologize. He knows how to share. He knows how to, you know, be um, honest, right? To not lie and to tell the truth. So we've had all of these teachable moments already in his young life. And so, and they keep happening, but he knows about this one because um, I demonstrated before him And I've taught him about it. So I had to demonstrate it before him this week. Um, He was being a three-year-old, a toddler. And well, last week, I'm sorry. And um, mommy got a little impatient with him. And so I raised my voice because I was repeating myself. And I shouldn't have to repeat myself. My expectation is that, you know, you do what I've asked you to do right when I asked you to do it. Right. So I was repeating myself and I was growing frustrated in him not obeying. And so I raised my voice and, you know, I got a little aggressive with him. And so, um, of course, I hurt his feelings. Um, He doesn't see me that way often. And so. Um, He understood, you know, that he had upset mommy, um, but his feelings were hurt. So after he had an opportunity to think about it, 
um, he came and he apologized to me for not being a good listener. And I asked him to forgive mommy for raising her voice. Um, I explained to him that I was sorry and that, you know, I got to learn how to better communicate. And I didn't mean to hurt his feelings. And I asked him if he could please forgive me. And he did. Yay. So I'm teaching him young to be willing to forgive and showing him that it's necessary to ask for forgiveness. And so he did forgive me. I asked for it. And all was well. And as he always makes sure after any type of situation like that, we have to give big hugs. And so we gave big hugs and all was well. So that was my um, reflection and in my opportunity in the realm of forgiveness that I encountered last week. So I still want to hear from you guys. Send me a message. Um, you know, don't forget to subscribe and all of that good stuff. Don't forget to follow, um, my Instagram page at good stuff underscore period with a T at the end. Follow me on Instagram to get updates on the podcast and then send me messages too. Let me know that you're listening. Give me feedback and then also share, um, about your experiences with the challenges. Okay. All right. So enough reflection, enough about last week. Let's get into why we are here this week. So got another principle for you, of course. Um, I'm not going to be before you long. I mean, I don't know. We'll see, but I just want to share and I just want to ask all my listeners and give you a bit of advice to watch your mouth. And I mean that with all due respect. But watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Listen, it's sound advice. Trust me. I've been told it a time or two. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we all have. But it's it's more important than we think. And so that's what I want to look into tonight. I want to... Um, why do we need to watch our mouths? You know, it's, 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 we've been being told that since children and, you know, we might not have thought much of it. We may realize why it's important now as adults. Um, but not only our parents had something to say about that. So I want to, I want to get into that principle. Um, we are going to look at a couple of scriptures. You know, I'm going to give you the scriptures first and then I'll repeat them again as we go. But our foundational scripture for this principle is going to be Proverbs 18. And we're going to look at verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. As you know, I do like to come out of the new living translation. Actually, for our foundational scripture, um, I am referencing the King James Version, which is my other um, go-to. And so that's going to be our foundational scripture. We're also going to explore Proverbs further um, tonight, looking at the principle of, of, of watching your mouth, of understanding that our words are more powerful than we think. And so we're going to explore Proverbs and talk about that. And then we're also going to look at Romans 4, 
17 through 18. And that will be in the New King James. And we will also look at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. And that will be out of the NLT. Okay, so let's get into it. All right. So Proverbs, we're going to start with that. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hmm. So what exactly does that mean? Now, if you explore the book of Proverbs um, 18, if you just look at Proverbs 18 completely, it speaks a lot about words and the power of them. And so we're going to look at um, some other scriptures there. And we're going to talk about how what we say with our mouths can really dictate our circumstances. What we say, our words, what we say with our mouths can dictate our circumstances. So death and life, for one, those are pretty serious things, right? Death and life, they're in the power of the tongue. It is our tongues that allow, it, it is our tongue that allows us to speak. Um, I don't, you know, that's a biological thing. I, I don't know if we all do that, you know, I didn't necessarily know that, but the tongue is really responsible for your words that you say um, being able to, to come out of your mouth and be heard. Your tongue is responsible for that, which is why, you know, some people speak with a lisp or, you know, some people, um, you know, stutter or whatever. All of these things, um, these is ways of speech or speaking, the tongue is responsible for that. So now there's a whole lesson and principles about the tongue that we'll get into another time. But I just wanted to you, I want you to know that it's our mouth. It's our words that death and life are in. And it, it, it is powerful. And um, I want you to understand how powerful it is. So we're not going to go to Genesis, but if you're not familiar, you know, take some time to explore Genesis right from the beginning. I want you to look at the beginning because in the beginning, we see the power of words in the beginning of Genesis all through that first chapter. When you read it, you will see that God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, God said. God said, God's words formed this very earth. But watch this. God's words formed who you are. His words. It was not magic. It was not the Big Bang Theory. It was not evolution. We did not evolve from monkeys. No, 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 no. It was God's words that formed this earth. God's words that formed you and me. He said it and it was so. He said it and it was so. So explore Genesis chapter one through completion and you will see over and over and over again. 
God said, God said. So words have power. They have complete power. Okay. And so, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to slow down because I'm ready to get into that life and death in the, is in the power of your tongue. Um, but, but I'm going to stay right there. So that's our foundational scripture guys, right? So to have the ability to speak is an absolute blessing. Okay. Um, it, it was a gift when we were created. We were given the ability to speak. We were equipped with the ability to speak. And so God equipped us with that ability. And so because he's the equipper, he's also given us instructions. Okay. As to what we ought to say and not to say or ought not to use or ought to use our ability to speak for. Okay. Um, that may not sound so deep or serious, but I want us to keep things into perspective. For example, let's look at John, John chapter one. And we're going to look at chapter one and we're going to look at the first verse, verses one through two. Because just like in Genesis, God used his words from the very beginning to form the earth and to form us in the very beginning. The word was there with God. And we're going to look at that. The eternal word as some may know it to be. The eternal word. Okay. So let's see. John 1. And I'm sharing this from the New Living Translation. Okay. Let's see. John 1. Verse 1. Reads. In the beginning... The word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Okay, I'm going to stop there. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Now, when we hear that, we, 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 we hear the scripture saying that the word was with God and the word was God. And then they refer to the word as a he, because the word that they're referring to is the eternal word, whom is Christ. So Christ was with God in the beginning. Okay. And he is the word of God. Christ is the word of God. Christ is the word of God. Now we know that Christ actually walked the earth as man. We know that Christ had a ministry here on earth. Now, 
If he was in the beginning with God, we know that God is a spirit and God was up in the, you know, he was just, you know, hovering over um, land when he began to form the earth and to create man. And so the word was was there with him when when that was happening. So for that word, he the word that was with God. The word that was God, which was the word, because remember, God said, and it was so, for it to end up walking on the earth and have a ministry on the earth, and for it to, the word, (laughs) to become a he, that means that the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. I, I want you to get that because that's important. So we know that the word is Christ. How did that happen? How did the word become flesh and dwell among us? Because the word was spoken. The word was spoken. I'm sorry, I didn't give you this scripture, but John 1, 14 So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. So the word became human and made his home among us. That's John 1, 14, the word. So I want us to take into perspective and really understand how powerful a word is. How having the ability to speak words is a responsibility um, and is an ability that we have to use responsibly. I want us to understand how the word can become human, how the word can become flesh, how the word can be made alive, which is why Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that death and life lies in the power of our tongue. What are the words that we're speaking? Are we speaking life to a situation or are we speaking death? And when we're talking about death, we're not always talking about a physical death, right? Like, oh, you're saying words that's going to kill somebody. But you can kill a person's spirit. You can kill a situation. You can kill a relationship. You can cause something to not continue to grow by the words that you speak. Likewise, you can cause something to grow, something to spring forth. You can cause something that's dead to be made alive, to be quickened, to be awakened with your words, with your words. Because in the beginning, the word already existed and the word became human. So please This week, also look at John 1. Um, You can explore the whole entire thing. Also Genesis to keep everything into perspective. But I want you to understand the power of your words. Okay. It's not just the words. Oh, of course, God's words are powerful. No, all of our words are powerful. He's given us that same authority. He's given us that same authority. 
He created us in his image. So our words hold the same power that his words hold when we operate according to his principles. So it is serious. It is that serious. It is that deep. Okay. Even though it might not seem like it, sometimes we just talk and we just have, you know, casual conversation as it's referred to. But we have to be more mindful of the things that we say. Okay. Now, also, another reason why it's that serious is because you know what? Everyone does not have the ability to speak with their mouth, to communicate with words. Everybody doesn't. So we ought to be grateful and thank God that we do have the ability to speak. I'm grateful that I even have this ability right now to be speaking to you all through this podcast. Do you guys remember Helen Keller? Helen Keller um, was a young girl who was, as they referred to her, they referred to her as deaf, dumb, and blind. She did not have the ability to hear. She did not have the ability to see, and she did not have the ability to speak. So because she did not have the ability to hear, she, they, they, you know, refer to her as deaf because she did not have the ability to see. They refer to her as blind and because she did not have the ability to speak, they refer to her as dumb. Interesting, right? First of all, dumb, that's a derogatory term. Why dumb? And, you know, this was a long, 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 long time ago. Now, obviously, everyone is politically correct, socially correct. And we don't say terms like that anymore. We may say mute or, you know, just simply saying able to speak. But they refer to her as deaf, dumb, and blind. Wow. But why? You know why? It could be because having the ability to speak and articulate everything, a feeling, an emotion, a thought, right? Me having this ability to even speak to you through this podcast, etc. It gives us an opportunity to demonstrate what we know. Gives us an opportunity to demonstrate our knowledge, which is probably why they refer to it as dumb. Because how else does someone know what you know or what kind of smarts you have or how intelligent you are, um, you know, if you aren't able to communicate with words, right? So that's probably why they refer to it as that, you know? So it's not a small thing at all, watching our mouths and watching our words. It's not a small thing at all. Not to mention words are seeds, right? This is why death or life is inside of them. Because what are you planting? That was the first episode. We talked about sowing and reaping, right? And we talked about our words being our treasure that we can sow into Others, we can sow into our lives, we can sow into our situation. So, yes, words are seeds, and you will reap a harvest from the words that you speak over yourself, over your children, over your situations. What we say is important, 
just as important as how we say it. You've heard the saying before, oh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Guess what? It is what you say. It's also how you say it, but it is what you say too. It is what you say. Don't let nobody tell you that. Speaking life into a situation is when you speak that good stuff, right? When you speak that which is good, when you offer words that are a gift to somebody else. And obviously the opposite is true when you speak death. It's you're speaking something bad, something negative, something um, destructive. You can speak destruction, You don't ever have to even do anything with your hands. You can speak destruction. So we have a responsibility with our ability, right? Our ability to speak. Our words, what we say with our mouths, represent who we are. They do. We are being represented by what we choose to say. And... By what we choose not to say. You are being represented. I don't care how, you know, to the nines you address, how beat your face is, how intact your hair is. Okay? It's when we open our mouths. It's when we open our mouths. It's when we are truly being represented. We're truly being represented. When we open our mouths to say something... Or when we keep our mouths closed to not say something. Yes, 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 yes. Watch your mouth. And please, please, please understand I'm talking to myself too. So when I say watch your mouth, I'm talking to Anika as well. Okay, so I don't want anybody to be offended. Yes, watch your mouth. Keep it closed sometimes. We have a responsibility to do that as well. So... Since we were children, now, I said this earlier, we've been hearing, you know, instruction on what to do with our mouths or our words, right? Keep your mouth shut. We ain't think much of it as children, you know, um, we, we, we didn't, obviously. We just knew it was our parents or our grandparents or a teacher or somebody of authority over us, you know, telling us, um... What to do? Well, guess what? God has some instructions for us too. And he is an authority over us. And he is the equipper of this ability. And he is our creator. He used words to form us in his image. So he has some things to say about what we ought to be doing with our words as well. But we heard it all before, right? You remember those sayings, speak when spoken to. Don't speak out of turn. Don't talk when someone else is talking. And then the famous one, if you don't have anything nice to say, then say nothing at all. Let me tell you something. All of that is sound advice. All of it. But peep the last one. The last one is that that part where you're keeping your mouth closed. It ain't what you say. It's choosing not to say anything. That is part of using your words correctly as also holding your words. So that's all sound advice because guess what? That represents you. If you the type of person that when someone else is talking, you always cut them off. 
you can't even just, you just can't wait to talk. You're, that's representing who you are. Do you want to be that person? Tag. Whenever I'm talking to a nigga, I can't get a word in edgewise. She's always cutting me off. Do you want to be represented that way? Do you want to be represented as, uh, you know, a motor mouth? Talk, 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 talk. Now, listen, I talk a lot and I enjoy talking, but I enjoy conversating. So I appreciate back and forth dialogue. I don't just want to talk to hear myself talking. And no, I want feedback. I want, you know, I want to just have a conversation back and forth. So I, and I'm a good listener too. That's important. It has to be balanced, right? I don't want to be known as a motor mouth, meaning, oh, when someone's talking to me, they can never talk or I never hear them. I just always want to be the one talking. We are representing ourselves with our words. So, guys, I could be talking to a bunch of you all who have this down pack. It's a principle that you're already applying to your life. You have the perfect etiquette with your mouth, with your tongue, with the words you say, with what you don't say, with how you speak life. You may already be doing this stuff, and that is awesome. But if you're not, I'm telling you this is something to start doing. We're in the principal's office, okay? But we in here for good stuff. So let's go ahead and look at those scriptures um, in Proverbs that I was speaking about earlier. Um, because like I said, Proverbs had a lot to say. <laughs> Proverbs had a lot to say about... Um, our mouths, okay, and watching our mouths, and you know what we should be saying. So, we're gonna explore that and see what Proverbs had to say. And I encourage you to take, you know, take time to yourself and um, look at Proverbs. I'm sorry, guys. Once again, my computer, as usual, is um, is doing something something else. So forgive me. I don't know why. It must be this way. All right. Okay, so... Our foundation was 21, right? So we're in Proverbs 18 and our foundation was 21 and we looked out of the King James. So I'm just going to go ahead and stay in the King James. And we saw that death and life in the power of the tongue and that they love it and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so in other words, they that love to just use their tongue to just always be talking, you're going to eat the fruit of whatever you say. Okay. Whatever you say, it's, 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 it's one or the other. Like I said, good and bad. Death is bad. Life is good. What are the words that you're saying? What are you speaking? So I want to look at first, let's go back a little bit 
and let's go ahead and look at two Proverbs 18 two. the word says a fool hath no delight in understanding but that his heart may discover itself so let's look at that in um, the new living translation for a better understanding fools have no interest in understanding they only want to air their own opinions now what is that that's kind of back to what i was talking about um before right like okay do you want to understand or do you just want to give your opinion you just want to speak what you think or what you know right do you want to listen Okay. Do you want to hear another person out so that you can understand what they're trying to say? If you have no interest in that, the word tells us that you're a fool. Okay. So I didn't say it. The word did. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) So 18.6, let's look at that. And we're going to go into seven as well. So 18.6 says fools words get them into constant quarrels they are asking for a beating the mouths of fools are their ruin they trap themselves with their lips fools so there goes that word fools again so the word is is sharing with us that a person that does not watch their mouths that does not use their words properly that does not take responsibility for what they're saying, they're a fool. And those words get them into constant quarrels. Have you ever known someone or been around someone that was always getting into it with somebody? I mean, it it doesn't matter where they're at in whatever kind of setting, they're always getting into it with somebody. Why? The word says they're asking for a beating. Because that's what ultimately is going to happen. That was that that was a little that was a little rough right there, but it is what it is. Because that's what happens. And you know, when we were younger, that person that I'm talking about, you know, that's probably what it, it probably ended up escalating into a fight. That same person who always found themselves in constant quarrels probably was also constantly fighting. It says that the mouths of fools are their ruin. Basically. Again, death, bringing death to your life, bringing death to your situation. It's going to ruin you. It's bringing death. It's bringing destruction. You trap yourself with with your lips. You know, there's a saying that says, oh, I put my foot in my mouth, right? I know what that saying means, but when I think about it, I'm like, huh? I think more about, oh, you done said something and it got you in trouble. Now you got to figure out how to get out of this. That's what I think about. And this is what the word is saying, that the mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. Lips just are going. Words just are flowing. And now you in a trap. You done got yourself caught up in a snare. Let's look at 13. 13 says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Whoa. These are instructions, guys. We got to watch our mouths. Do you know anyone like that? Have you ever tried to reason with someone? 
have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're like, wait a minute, how did we even get here? What, what, are, what, are, what are you talking about? Because that's the person that's just spouting off before listening to the facts. It's shameful and foolish. They don't even know the facts about the situation. But here they are airing their opinion. Here they are confronting somebody else about something. Getting involved. Not minding their business. Not being responsible with their words. It's shameful and foolish. And then they have to be told that, wait, whoa, that's not what this is. Or you you got it all wrong. That's not actually what happened. And now the other saying, as it goes, you got egg on your face. You're not willing to listen. You just want to hear your opinion. You're spouting off before you know the facts. It's just foolish. Okay. Listen, this is the word. This is the word. This is the word. 15, guys. Proverbs 18, 15. We're in Proverbs 18. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Now, I had to, I had to, I had to share that because I want us to understand the opposite of everything that we've been hearing as far as what fools do is what intelligent people do. They're ready to learn. They're ready to listen. And their ears are open for knowledge. Guess what they were not doing? Running their mouths. It didn't say anything about intelligent people speaking right here. Obviously, intelligent people have an opportunity to speak. (laughs) We know that already. But they speak when it's necessary because their words are gifts. Their words are wisdom. Their words bring life. And they do that because intelligent people find themselves in this space that 15 is talking about more often than the other spaces where they're always ready to learn and their ears are open for knowledge. I had to share that. 17, the first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. Hmm. Some people, guys, feel like I got to hurry up and talk or I need to defend myself or I got to say something first because, you know, before somebody else says something, they think that that's the right thing to do or they're always defensive and they think that they have to defend themselves. So they just start going, going, going and they never had to. God says the battle's not even yours. It's mine. God was ready to defend you, but you opened your mouth. And because you decided to fight the battle yourself, because you decided to use your words to defend yourself, when God was instructing you to do exactly the opposite, now the questions are going to come, the cross-examination. And you're not prepared to answer. You are not prepared to answer. You know why? Because you spoke out of turn. Because you spoke when you didn't have to. You said the wrong thing. You didn't have understanding. You didn't have all the facts. But you just wanted to run your mouth. You thought you needed to run your mouth. You thought if you ran your mouth, maybe, you know, somehow or another, you would you would present something or you would shine some light on the situation or whatever because you did not seek God first. 
You had anxiety, which was already the issue. You didn't need to be anxious, right? You didn't need to be anxious for anything. All you had to do was really trust God. He won would have gave you the right words to say if he even wanted you to speak. Or he would have defended you himself. So when the cross-examination begins, now you're going to try to respond, but you're going to sound like a babbling fool because you're not prepared because you wasn't supposed to say anything at all. I don't know who that was for, but 17 is talking about court specifically. The first to speak in court sounds right. And so the cross-examination begins. I don't know who has to go to court or who may end up in court, but understand It's not just court, it's life period. But when you're in court, let the other party speak first. I don't know what court it is or whatever, but let them speak first. Let them speak first. Be on the side, be on the side, be on the side of the cross-examination. Be on the side where you get to ask questions about their testimony. Be on that side. And, 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 and just see how God works that out for you. Okay. So I thank God for, um, being able to share that. Um, I know it's for somebody, you know, and just, just watch the victory be yours. So that was good. That was good. So we're talking about the power that our words have, the power of death and life laying in our tongue in the words that we say and so it's so important it's something that I learned to um, my leaders taught me they were taught by their leaders um, that you know being positive right a lot of us know all about that right being positive and you know looking at things from a positive perspective like oh the cup is you know, it's not half empty, it's half full, right? Um, and so my pastor's pastor, he took it took it a step further. Like, why look at a, you know, red light as a as a stoplight? You know, why call it a stoplight? Like just having to stop. You know how you get annoyed when the, when you're traveling and then you come up to a red light and it's like, oh, because you have to stop and you were going and you were trying to go and it just has this negative feeling, you know, don't call it a stoplight. You know, you're going to reach your destination. Um, just it's a red light, you know. Yes, we know we have to stop at a red light, but why call it a stoplight? Now, some people think that that's way too much. Like, okay, whatever. It's a stoplight. It's not that serious. But I have truly um, applied that in my life and I'm really big on it and I share it every chance I get with others. For example, using the term broke. Again, these are words, guys. These are words. Using the term broke. Oh, I'm broke. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm broke. I'm broke. No, I don't go around saying I'm broke. I don't use that term. Even when I don't have money or I don't have the money to buy a particular thing or go somewhere or pay for something specific, I never refer to myself as broke. And when I hear other people say it, I offer them um, a suggestion to just say you're temporarily out of funds, right? When you think about it, there are things that can be broken 
never to be fixed again, never to be repaired again, never to be restored again. So I don't want to ever refer to my bank account, my wallet, the money in my pocket or myself as broke. I just won't. And so some people might think, oh, that's too much. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's not that serious, but it is. We already looked at in the beginning, the power of words, how words can become flesh, meaning you give life to the words that you speak. And so if you say that you're broke, guess what? Maybe you just will be, and maybe you'll just stay that way because you're not saying anything different. You're speaking death to your account. So I don't say things like that. Um, People use the term depressed lightly. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And that was something that, you know, some time ago, God also shared with me that that's not a word to just be throwing around. Depression, one, is real. It is a true, true medical condition. Um, And it is something that, the people that deal with depression, you know, um, it's serious. It's not, you know, it's not, oh, I just, I'm not in a good mood today or I'm feeling down. It's beyond that. It's next level. But when we're feeling down or we're not in a good mood, like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. No, you're not. For one, don't speak that over your situation. Don't speak that over your life. And I don't mean to walk around with a mask or to pretend if somebody says, how you feeling? And you're not feeling that great. Yeah, by all means, speak the truth, right? You can speak the truth. However, you need to speak what you want to happen. And that's why we're going to look at Romans. We're going to look at Romans 4, 17. And this is 17 through 18. This is a perfect way to end it because our words become life. Our words become human and they will dwell among us. Okay. And so instead I might say, you know what? It's not my best day, but I know I'm going to be okay. Or I might even say, you know what? I'm not feeling that great. I'm, I'm feeling a little, a little down, but I know my spirits are going to be lifted. Right. So I'm speaking the truth, but I'm also speaking life into my situation. I'm also going to speak what I want to be the case. Right. So I'm not going to say I'm depressed. I'm not going to say I'm defeated and I'm not just going to stop there with my words. So let's look at Romans 4, 17 through 18. Um, and, and we're going to close with this because this this says it all right how powerful our words are because we can bring life to a situation that isn't currently happening but it stands to happen maybe or maybe not it depends because the life of it lies in our tongue so what are we saying romans and i am in the new king james version for this romans 4 17 through 18 reads as it is written I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did who contrary to hope in hope believed 
so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. We got to watch our mouths. We have to watch our words. Our words speak life. Our words bring death. Our words speak into our situations. They dictate our lives according to what was spoken. So, 17. This is calling represents speaking, right? When you call, call out to somebody, hey, yo, you're calling out. Hey, Johnny, call. So it's words, you're speaking, you're using your words. And so it said, God, he gives life to the dead. And he does what? He calls or he speaks those things which do not exist as though they did. That's when we speak life. That's when I might say I'm feeling down, but I know my spirits are going to be lifted. Oh, I'm not having my best day, but I know God is going to turn it around for my good. All I know is getting better. Because right now, a better day or a good day is not the case. It doesn't exist right now, but I'm going to speak it. I'm going to call it as though it is. And I'm going to bring life to my spirit. Although I'm feeling down, I'm going to speak life to it. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm down. Oh, the devil's on my back. Oh, I don't know. I'm so broke. I can't pay attention. And on and on and on and on and on. Just speaking death. Speaking death to my circumstances. Speaking death to my situation. We got to cut that out. So, 18 says, who contrary to hope. So, contrary, the opposite of hope. Against hope. <laughs> against hope. In hope, believe. So, contrary to, 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 to what I hope for or even the hope that was lost, I still simply believe. And because I believed, guess what? What was not became. And we're talking about Abraham here. Him being the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, because that was already spoken a long time ago. We're in Romans 4, guys. And for my Bible scholars out there, you know that it was spoken way before Romans that Abraham would be the father of many nations. Even when it was spoken to him that he would even be a father at the age of 75, that he would have a child. That was like, huh? But the thing is, is that those words were spoken and it was not the case, but it became the case because we call those things that be not as though they are. We call those things which do not exist as though they did. What does that mean? It's not saying, oh, I'm a wishing, I'm a hoping and a praying. It says that I'm speaking about it as if it is already. I am. It is. It will. It shall. I'm speaking about it as if it is already. Not, not um, maybe, possibly. I believe. And so it is so according to what was spoken. And I think that's powerful. It was according to what was spoken, not according to, you know, what I thought, not according to 
what I wrote down. That's important too, right? Everything in perspective. We have to speak those things that be not as though they are and call those things into existence that are not the case right now. And as we do that, we'll believe and it will be so. And then as God continues to show us what is going to be so, we have to write it down. We have to write the vision out and make it plain, right? But first, it first it starts with the word. It started with a word in the beginning and we saw that. So... I'm not going to get all back into it, but I want you guys, I wanted you to see how our words are so powerful that we can speak things that are not yet, how we can bring life to our situations, we can bring death to our situations, how we can represent ourselves as intelligent, or we can represent ourselves as fools by with what we say or don't say. Okay, so here's our challenges, guys. We got to wrap it up. So... This is what I want us to do this week. Um, Speak to or call out a non-existent situation in your life this week. Okay. I don't care what it is from the biggest to the smallest thing. Call it out as though it already exists. If If your children are being unruly and disobedient, call them obedient. Call them obedient. Speak it. It doesn't exist right now, but it will. Me, I'm having trouble with my 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 truck. Listen, you having car trouble, whatever it is, speak life into that car that's giving you trouble. I speak it into the existence that the truck is operating, it's running. It's running. Do that this week. And make sure that you speak about it, whether you're talking to somebody else about the situation or just speak it, just say it, put it out into the universe. Those things that be not as though they are those things that don't exist as though they exist, whatever it is this week, speak to that non-existent situation in your life, speak to your bank account, speak to your healings, call it, call it. If you have an ailment, you're dealing with something and right now. It's there, right? The pain is real. The diagnosis is there. Speak to it right now. Call yourself healed. It's already done. I've been diagnosed with this, but I'm healed. I've been diagnosed with this. I'm already healed. I'm a survivor. I don't have. My bank account is overflowing, right? Speak to it. Also, choose a word or a phrase to like affirm yourself with and say it every morning before you get your day started. I am successful. I am debt free. I am a wife, right? I am an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Call it out. Affirm yourself. I am kind. I am generous. I am, you know, listen. Just affirm yourself. You have to encourage yourself. Speak it. You are sowing into yourself. You're sowing into your spirit. You are bringing life. You are speaking life into your situation. So call it over yourself. Call over your children. Come up with that word or phrase. And then this week, challenge yourself to hold your words that are not a gift. 
like profanity. You know, some of us have an issue there. Like we curse a lot or we use profanity like this week. You know what? Hold that. You feel like you want to curse. You feel like you want to use profanity. Hold it. Just zip it. You want to say something hurtful. Zip it. Yelling. Speak softer this week. Right. That's a challenge for me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure from the other week, I don't, I don't get upset or get, grow frustrated with, with my son. And I speak softer or when I want to yell, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to zip it. Okay. So I challenge you guys to do, do all of them or at least do one of them. Watch your mouth this week. Watch your mouth. And speak life into your situation. Let your words dictate your circumstances. The power is in your words. So that is all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Don't don't just listen and not subscribe. Remember the principal's office is on all your favorite platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breaker, name it. Um, It's there. So don't just listen. Also subscribe so you get the updates. Go to um, my Instagram page, goodstuff underscore period, P-E-R-I-O-D-T as in Tom, um, just for inspiration and for updates about the podcast and everything. And also leave me messages and comments, leave me messages here on the podcast. I want to know how the challenges are working for you. I want to know what you want to hear about, right? What's a principle or something in the Bible or an instruction that you've seen or been told before, and you want to hear more about it and what that looks like in my everyday life. I love the feedback. All right, guys, have a great week. Have a great week. And until next week, stay in the principal's office.